Welcome to Connections. I'm Mike Tom with Colleen Hood. Today's guest is Dr. David Thompson, and his story starts over 50 years ago. Yeah, all from one moment when he witnessed a tragedy as a 14-year-old boy. And then an encounter with God would lead him on a journey that would forever change the lives of thousands of people. It's an incredible story, and it's coming up on Connections. Dr. David Thompson is a retired surgeon today, but he has quite the life story. And it all started at the age of 14. Tell us a little bit about what happened back then. My parents were missionaries in Cambodia, and uh, I was. Uh, we were traveling uh, between the town that we lived in up in northeastern Cambodia down to Phnom Penh. And on the way, we encountered a terrible accident on the road. Uh, a truck and a bus had collided, and uh, there were injured people on both sides of the road, but uh, one man very seriously injured. Uh, and... Uh, some of the other people had taken him out of the truck. I think he was the driver. and His uh, chest was crushed. He was having trouble breathing and uh, coughing up blood. And so my father stopped the car and he said uh, to me, David, bring the thermos. We're going to see if we can help this man. But my father was a pastor. We didn't have any medical training. And uh, so we went over to this man and um, he was clearly dying. And so... Um, he couldn't drink the drink the water that we offered him, and nobody knew what to do. And so my father knelt beside him, and uh, in Cambodian, I, um, began to just talk to him about the love of God and mm. and how God had come. And this man was a Buddhist, and he he was he just shook his head and he said, "Please, please, sir, don't tell me about your God. Just help me." And and we couldn't, and and he died. Um, I was just so shocked by that, and for me, that that really began my journey because I thought if we could have helped this man, uh, we could have blessed him, we could have uh, we could have given him the rest of the story that he never heard. So that's obviously something that stuck with you for a lifetime. Yeah, I just couldn't get it out of my mind in the, in the weeks that followed, and and so I began to pray that uh, God would let me become a missionary doctor. That was my. That was really where it started. Doctor David Thompson experienced tragedy at the age of fourteen, witnessing a man die in front of him following a tragic crash. And it was at that point that he decided to become a missionary doctor. But the tragedy didn't stop there. Doctor Thompson, can you tell us a little bit about what happened? Yes, I was in pre-med uh, training then um, at Geneva College in Pennsylvania, and um, things were really going well. Uh, I was had found funding to go to school and uh but one morning I got the news that uh my mother and father had been killed in in Vietnam at the, during the Tet Offensive of 1968 and um I didn't know the details then but I was so angry at God Yeah that's one of those moments it's always so hard to understand especially with parents who are missionaries, right? They've literally given up everything to serve God, and then something like that happens. How how was that for a 19-year-old to try and make sense of? I, I was just, uh, just yeah, I was just enraged because I, I really had believed all the promises in, in Psalms and uh, Psalms 91 and how God watched over us and if we trust Him and so forth. So I couldn't understand how God could allow this to happen, I knew he had all the power in the world and the universe. And uh, so I just screamed at God, and 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 I don't know what I expected from God, but I actually God actually spoke to me in that moment, and uh, he, he asked me a question. He said, David, do you trust me? And uh, 
I, my answer was, I mean, that, that is an issue at all. Uh, and uh, you, you're the one who messed up. I, huh. I was doing what I was supposed to. Yeah, great question to be asked by God. And obviously, Doctor, you ended up trusting God in the end. Was it an immediate thing or is that a slow process over the years? No, it, it was a, a very intense conversation because uh, then God asked me three times as I kept arguing with him. And uh, I, I finally said, yes, I do. I trust you, but you have to explain. And so God said, okay, if you trust me, then thank me. Yeah. And uh, I, I just I couldn't do that. And, and, but eventually, I, as I was weeping there, I realized that God, God was right. I mean, I, I, and if I was going to serve him, I was going to have to deal with that issue. And so I finally said, well, God, I can't feel good about this. I, I can't feel thankful, but I will say the words because I want to serve you. And, and so I said to him the hardest words I've ever said. I said, thank you for, for taking my mother and father. Wow. wow. That's pretty incredible and powerful. That, that I, it reminds me of a sermon I just preached this past weekend, actually, though. And <laughs> I, I don't know why these things happen, but I know what our response is to be. And that's one of Thanksgiving that comes out of Psalm, uh, 107. Uh, and yeah, that was often David's response to tragedy was Thanksgiving. Yes. And in that moment, God came into my dorm room there and it just, absolutely overwhelmed me with his love i wow. i can't explain it i just uh, uh it just was so tra- in that moment i understood uh how great his love was for for us and and that he was going to take care of me and provide for me has that presence of god really stuck with you is that something that really just comes and goes it was so intense I, i've never forgotten that 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 actually changed my whole outlook on life and uh it's carried me, carried me through. And you, uh, through all of this, were able to complete your medical education. You then met your wife and worked with the Christian Missionary Alliance to serve as uh, medical missionaries in Central Africa. Can you tell us about that? Yes, I, I trained to be a general surgeon, and so I didn't finish my training. I did two years, and then we, we accepted that assignment uh, to go and start a hospital in the Central African country of Gabon. And from there, you went out there, uh, and the experience was that you still needed to do more. Yes. Uh, after that first uh, term that we had there, it was about five years, uh, it was very difficult um, getting things started. There were many, many children dying of all kinds of uh, uh, diseases, polio, measles, uh, uh, pertussis, uh, m- malaria, and, and surgical diseases, and uh we did our best. We got the hospital started. We built some initial buildings, started operating, but I was, I was really undertrained. And so we came back to the States and I was able to finish my residency in surgery. And Dr. Thompson, even though you became a surgeon and returned to the field, you still felt that there was more that needed to be done. Yeah. Well, what happened, the problem was I was the only surgeon for around 200,000 people. Wow. And, uh, I, there's just no way I could respond to everything. Uh, all the emergencies that came, I was working a hundred hour weeks and I knew I couldn't sustain that. And, um, I began to just pray and ask God to send someone to help me and, and nobody came. Uh, this, I prayed for two years and, uh, then one day, um, I had another conversation with God as I was praying. He said just three words to me. He said, you train them. <laughs> and I was, I was so shocked. I thought that was just a random thought. So I kept praying, and God said it again, David, you train them. <laughs> and uh, we had an argument. Cause I said, there is no way I can work any harder and do this. And 
I'm not qualified, but God was consistent. I, I'm noticing a, a pattern here, Doctor, <laughs> that <laughs> God has to speak a few times, and that's often the case with so many of us, right? We kind of hear God leading or prompting us that, no, 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 that's, uh, yeah, it takes a bit of convincing often to follow him, doesn't it? Yes, it does, and he is so patient. I, I That is the thing when I look back, I am just so amazed at God's patience with us. And uh, But uh, that was really the beginning. Then I said, okay, then you have to sh- please show me how to do this. And then the idea for training surgeons, setting up uh, residency programs at our hospital and other Christian hospitals, and uh, beginning to train doctors, African doctors, and give them the same vision that we had. Dr. Thompson, can you tell us about the Pan-African Academy of Christian Surgeons? Yeah, in 1996, uh, we went to Christian Medical Dental Association uh, Conference for Continuing Medical Education. It was in Kenya, and I met about uh, nine other or ten other uh, surgeons um, at that conference, and we discovered that we were all in the same boat. We all had the same problem. We realized that uh, other surgeons were not coming out as in the past, and uh, we were getting older as every, by the day, and the day would come when we would be gone. And so uh, we, we uh, really talked about this and decided to, to form uh, an organization and start training surgeons at our hospital. So there's, that's where the Pan-African Academy of Christian Surgeons came about. And how does it work? Well... Uh, we learned as we, we went. I started the first program at our hospital in Gabon with one resident uh, from Angola, a Christian resident, and he came. Uh, we had a formal had a formal curriculum, a five-year curriculum, and uh, had lectures uh, every week. We had uh, rounds together, teaching rounds, uh, uh, le- uh, learning in the operating room, uh, had examinations, yearly examinations that were pretty tough, and... Uh, so uh, that every year it took another resident. By the end of five years, I had five residents, and uh, we were graduating our first one. That's amazing. And what have the success rates been like there? Well, we've we've now uh, given certificates to 88 surgeons. So now, some have had more than one certificate because they've, after general surgery certificate, they've gone on, and we've had uh, pediatric surgery training or orthopedic training and uh, some of these others. But we um, have... Uh, really had a tremendous uh, result because all of them, all of our graduates have stayed in Africa. All of them are serving, and currently we've got 95 residents in training, 13 of them women and 82 of them men. So it's just incredible. 23 years ago, you started an organization to help train surgeons. How amazing is it to see that it's still going nowadays? Uh, it, it's just, I don't, I can hardly describe my um my feelings about it, it's just so incredible because they go on, these guys and women that we have trained have gone back to their countries and they're just uh, doing amazing work. Some of them have just uh, taken old failing hospitals and, and rebuilt them. Others have um, uh, gone into places where there was no medical care whatsoever and they're sharing the gospel and, and churches are being planted it's just a, a, an amazing story. And do you have any memorable experiences uh, from your time with the Academy that really stand out and really stick with you to this day? Many, many stories. Uh, the most recent were from Egypt because uh, in uh, uh, 2014, my wife and I uh, decided to uh, accept an invitation from the Anglican Church, and our mission agreed to go to a hospital in the Nile Delta and start another PACS program. And my wife uh, was asked to start a nursing program. 
and both and we were able to accomplish those goals but just the the quality of the the graduates um it, it was wonderful and to see for them they were not able to get into the really good residency programs in Cairo because of um shall we just say religious differences right and uh so the the christian hospitals in egypt um were not able to uh hire christian well trained christian surgeons so as we began to train these guys and everybody wanted them all of the hospitals were asking us can i have the next graduate and <laughs> fortunately we're still training them and turning them out and one of them uh one of the, the first graduate is now on our faculty um and it's one of the trainers one of the faculty surgeons and that's happening on all over packs uh we've got now more than 15 faculty uh, graduates who are faculty surgeons could you have ever imagined this that it would grow to be like this Oh, no, never. I mean, my vision was to train a surgeon from my hospital and maybe for a few other hospitals. And uh, just our hospital in uh, in Gabon has graduated 15 surgeons, and they're in Madagascar and Mali and Guinea and Angola, uh, all these all these amazing places. It's such a, it's a great testimony and witness to what God will do when we actually are willing to trust Him, right? And just obediently follow, even if it doesn't make sense to us. That's right. I think that, uh, God's dreams for us are far greater than anything we can imagine, anything I could have ever imagined. And, um, God's love for people is so much greater than ours. And, uh, He really, he really wants people, uh, suffering people, to have the care that they need and to hear the gospel, too. What are you up to these days? Well, my wife and I are retired. We're both 70, but we're still very active in uh, uh, trying to recruit others to go and get involved in, in PACS and my wife to go back to the nursing schools and, and train nurses where we were, uh, also to go back and visit uh, a couple times a year to encourage and um, bring whatever resources we can. I'm wondering, doctor, uh, as a surgeon, so you know the human body very, very well, I'm wondering um, what that's showing you about God or a creator as you've uh, worked with the human body all these years. Well, I think it's shown me the importance of every part and uh um, that it, God wants to use uh, all of us with our different skills, ah. our medic, medical people with their skills and IT people with their skills, uh, teachers, English teachers, all kinds of uh, uh, people now can bring their skills, especially in countries where um, missionaries can't go anymore. Um, can, but the, we can go in other capacities and also, and be used by God. So God needs all kinds of people in his church at this at this time to serve him. I love that. So often we'll, we'll think, well, I'm good at this certain thing, right? But that's not useful anywhere. But you'll be surprised, like you're given these skills and gifts for a reason. That's right. And uh, to give those skills and gifts away is what is so important. And we have that opportunity when we go overseas as missionaries, not just to do things ourselves, but we had a rule, never in, in, in uh, medicine, no missionary ever did anything by himself. If we took care of a patient, there was somebody there that we could teach and, and give those skills and give that knowledge away. For people who want to learn more about yourself or the Pan-African Academy of Christian Surgeons, how do they go about doing that? Well, uh, PACS is, 
has a website. It's called it's uh, www.paxpacs.net, and it's it's a beautiful website. It has a lot of information about all the different training programs, and many pictures and m- much information, as well as how you can give, how you can support. Uh, as for myself, uh, if people want to, um, there's some books that tell these stories. I've written books. They're available through uh, at Shop Moody. Uh, publishers, and uh, are also on Amazon uh, under my name, uh, Dr. David Thompson. Perfect. Thank you so much, Doctor, for joining us today. Such a great conversation. It was. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Connections.